You know, when you follow somebody on DeviantArt, Furfinient, Ink Bunny, and so on for so many years, you kind of get used to the writing style and the artistic style and the, basically the overall presentation as a whole. When it comes to Mr. Internet Man, as I've mentioned many times before, he is well renowned for creating the character Veronica DeMonica, who at first, uh, Veronica would use something called the Nightshade Lipstick, apply it, and thus it would turn her into the shape-shifting, mischievous demon alter ego, or demon elf alter ego, DeMonica. And then she would use that to become anyone or anything she wants. Or she would even use it to melt down into a gooey puddle and just relax and act like she doesn't exist until the time comes to reform herself and turn back to normal or whatever, or get into more mischievous fun. But, you know, speaking of that, speaking of that, la- that last part there, it seems that one of the primary things I've noticed throughout the years following him is that apparently one of Veronica DeMonica's favorite things to turn into is a puddle of goop, or basically goop, or basically you know, melt down into a puddle of goop, you know, become slimy, gooey, whatever, you know, the case may be. You know, that, that has mostly been one of our primary favorite things to do. And it's not a surprise that when you look at the DeMonica uh, series that Minor Dash Alterations, you know, did in conjunction with Mr. Internet Man, that their character, Ruby Walker, would, you know, favor that probably more so than anything because they get it, obviously, thanks to uh, DeMonica Veronica as the Monica alter ego, giving her a little bit of taste of the power Thus allowing her to basically, uh, I guess, you know, because it ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger, basically now have the power to utilize it anytime they want. But the reason I bring this up is because it seems that one of the things that Mr. Internet Man likes to do when he's collabing with, you know, a lot of folks, mainly, is sometimes he will go that direction. He will go that route. And there's no denying that. For example, when he did the epilogue, when he helped do the epilogue sequel to Agent Pink, uh, Agent Pink 2, Bedlam's Revenge, the little epilogue sequel to that, if you will, uh, basically he had, uh, essentially had the characters of Monica, Veronica DeMonica, his character, and I think the Betty character of Trouble TRO, um, he had them basically uh, essentially get intimate with each other, you know, to the point that not only would they shapeshift with the, you know, shapeshift into different things, fantasy creatures, DC comic book you know, characters, and all that. But one of the end results is they would shapeshift into slime girls, or basically girls that were capable of turning into slime. And the end result was, of course, exactly what I showed you one time here on YouTube. A little, well, a little bit of a preview of that, of that, you know, if you will. And that is the fact that they became slimy, gooey puddles, basically tentacles, tendrils, tentacles, whatever you want to call it, gooeyness, if you will. And to the point that they invited Emily, who's also a Triple TRO's character, in on the fun, and she was eager to join in. And basically they became a mixture, if you will, of red, 
black and turquoise green, you know, on a bed just, you know, flowing in and out of each other as tendrils and everything. And basically, seemingly by kind of coming together, mixing together, the thoughts mix together as well to become like one thought where the ending is all of them saying probably in one voice, I love being a shapeshifter. Now, the reason I bring this up is because, of course, recently, uh, Mr. Internet Man also worked with Nextat on the Unconventional 2 uh, webcomic. And one thing that I mentioned after I read one of the panels where one of Nextat's characters uh, who got possessed simultaneously with the other Nextat character um, by Demonica Veronica, you know, one of his characters in thought said that the brain was melting when Demonica was having them, uh, you know, as she was possessing them, that is, having them go through some intimacy LGBTQ style. You know, she said in a thought process, that being one of Nick Stat's characters, that she felt like her brain was melting. And lo and behold, the next, the following week, the next 10 panels shows that exactly happening. Why? Because basically you have Mr. Internet Man involved with the writing process of the comic. And the moment I heard that he was going to write for it, and then the moment I saw that little, that little, uh, I guess you could say, line being said by one of Nextat's characters, I was like, I, I think I know where they're heading. I have a feeling I know where they're heading. They're heading towards the melty gooiness, um, if you will, that Mr. Internet Man at times when it comes to Demonica Veronica or anything he works on uh, is known for. And lo and behold, that's exactly what we got. We got the characters ending up melting together into one blob of, you know, liquid joy, you know, whatever. And basically having all their thoughts, all the thoughts, the minds pulling together, merging together with Demonica Veronica's. And now they're all speaking as one person, maybe very echoey, but we don't know the sound. But anyway, that's exactly what we got. And now we're at a point where basically they've had somewhat of a big um, moment. I'll just put it that way, a big O moment, um, if you will, uh, to the point that it's very reminiscing of the Walk on the Wild Side comic and its ending with uh, Demonica, uh, Mr. Internet Man's character, Demonica Veronica, and uh, Minor Dash Alterations character, Ruby Walker. Because basically, the ending has the characters basically, you know, have such a moment together, if you get my drift, that they literally explode and evaporate into nothingness, if you will, or at least blow apart into pieces that are splattered all over the place. But it looks here, in this recent ending, that they may have evaporated. Who knows? Uh, But anyway... Anyway, though, I had a feeling that before that we were going to get the liquid melty part, and we did. And it was all based off that little line that was inserted there by, you know, for one of Nick Stat's characters saying, uh, my brain feels like it's melting or my brain is melting kind of deal. It's like right then and there I knew, okay, I think I know where they're heading next. Then, then we get to... Um, then we get to a science experiment, which is a collab with Trouble TRO. And you know, the description of the story is uh, basically two scientists who are obviously like, let's say, you know, at the start in the middle, 
I would say mid-40s, early 50s, if you will, uh, discover a meteorite that when one of the scientists mixes it together and everything, you know, and, and then tested it out on, the, on herself and then, of course, her colleague, her boss, I guess you could say, or someone that's above her or whatever, um, it, gave, it basically changes the inner structure, the inner DNA structure, to the point that they can now shapeshift into whoever or whatever they want. So basically, of course, they go through a lot of different changes. They go from, you know, de-aging themselves to changing their outfits to changing into, you know, different, uh, you know, different people, unknown people, just to make themselves look younger. And then even basically taking it a step further by going more uh, body and more body and mind kind of thing when they shape shift to where yeah it's them but now there's someone completely different like you know like they're a valley girl or a you know as some people call it a and I'm and I, I'm not trying to say this as anything disrespectful because it's in the story <laughs> believe it or not but as a bimbo kind of deal stuff like that you know they you know. You know, they basically, you know, take it to a take it to a level thanks to this new power that the meteorite that they broke down or one of the scientists broke down and mixed together. They're taking it step by step to these different levels and everything um, that you know you, you would expect. You would expect Mr. Internet Man to to take a character if he's writing the story, right? You have him go step by step, discover what the powers can do, and all that. But this is going at a rapid pace. It's going at a rapid pace to the point that now, you know, we've gotten to a point that I knew was coming. Because, again, going back to the description of the story, it says that two ladies, these two scientist ladies, discover a meteorite that has the powers that will change their lives forever as they go on this erotic journey. You know, or something like that. Basically, it basically states that their lives are going to change forever as they go on an erotic journey. You know, in ways, and basically in ways they would have never, literally ways they've never imagined, or something like that. So, by looking at that description when the story first began, I was like, well, if Trouble TRO is behind it, then artistically it's going to look good. But if Mr. Internet Man is writing the script, Hmm, I wonder, is one of the things we're going to see is melty gooeyness? And lo and behold, in the more recent chapter that just came out uh, this morning, believe it or not, early this morning, depending on where you are, lo and behold, that's exactly what we get. Because the ending last week had one of the one of the ladies, one of the, I don't know if it's the main scientist or if it's the CEO or something, you know, I don't know. But one of them started started to have their face completely covered in latex. I mean, well, basically they had the body covered in black and red latex. In, you know, the black latex for one lady and the red latex for the other. But the way they were describing how it felt, they said it felt like a second skin. So, of course, it ends with, I think it's the scientist lady saying she wants to see you know, how further it's going to go as we see the liquid get to, co- you know, getting ready to cover her face, which it does. We, which we see it does at the beginning of the more recent one that just came out today. And then, of course, the other lady, I don't know if it's the CEO or something like that, the, her boss or whatever, 
you know, decides to follow suit. And then after she follows suit and has her face completely covered with the red, red latex, they start to kind of, I guess you could say, scissor each other, if you will. They'll put it that way. To the point that the, that the scientist, the girl in the black latex, can't take it anymore. She said, basically says she feels like she's going to burst. And the next thing you notice, or next thing you see, is all of a sudden a lot of the blackness, a lot of the black latex at the pool, uh, Behind her, or be, behind her, and the next thing you see in another panel is her completely melted. Basically, she just completely melts down, burst into a puddle of goop, if you will, with the saying, with her saying that, ah, this feels so good, or something like that. And then, of course, you have the other ladies like, oh, I guess she couldn't handle it. But whatever she can do, I can do better. And then you see her hand turn into a tendril, going right after. Um, going right after the other lady who's now a puddle of goop, if you will, on the floor. But then you kind of get the uh, imagery in the last picture of the lady basically slithering away as a puddle of goop saying, got to catch me first, or something like that, kind of having fun with her. So you can only imagine how crazy, gooey, tentacle, tenderal, slimy, and all that the next one's going to be. But I even said in the comment section that... I even said in the comment section that I've got a feeling that we might see a fusion because, again, I knew, I knew, just from the very start of this story beginning, I knew we were heading in this direction. I knew it. And I know it's only a matter of time before the girl in the red follows suit, maybe. Uh, Well, I wouldn't say maybe, I'm assuming. I should say, you know, well, I shouldn't say maybe, but it's only a matter of time before we do see it. However, they could surprise us. They could surprise us. But anyway, point is, I knew we were heading in this direction. And if Mr. Internet Man is writing it, then you know the one last conclusion. If you have two characters basically you know, doing the same things and all that, that the last conclusion is a fusion. How they get to that fusion is another story. But again, this goes back to what I said at the beginning. You know, knowing the person you follow. Knowing the person that you follow for years on DeviantArt, for Affiniant, you know, Ink Bunny, So Furry, wherever, archive of our own.org, fanfiction.net, you know, it doesn't matter. When you have followed and supported someone for so long, you know, you get used to their artistic writing and artistic styles and what they bring to the table. And by getting to know that, you also know that, you know, if they're writing the script, and they're known for certain tropes, you know, and everything that they use in their stories, that there's a good chance they're going to utilize it in the collab story that they're writing for. And that's about it. That's about it. You pretty much know that that's something you're going to see. It may not be at the start. It may not be at the middle. It may be, you know, more towards the end. You know, it might be at the start. It might be in the middle. Who knows? But you know you're going to get it. You know you're going to get it. And to me, this is a prime example. It really is. It is a prime example right here of knowing the person that you follow and support. And believe me, I'm sure Mr. Internet Man is well aware that not only I, but many others, like Trouble TRO, like Joven16, like Minor Dash Alterations, you know, like... uh, well, the next stat, if you will, and many others that work with him and follow him, 
They know that he's always going to go in this direction somehow. I'm sure when Trouble TRO and Nextat worked with him on several of the stories currently and in the past and maybe even in the future, they know exactly what he's going to do. Like if they're asking him to write the script, they know, okay, he's probably going to want to go... Oh, he's probably going to write in or type in a scene where the girls go gooey and all that, melty and all that. So I got to, you know, get ready for that. I got to, like, put a file together just in case that happens or put something together that will represent that moment and everything. So, you know, obviously working with him and knowing that that might be what he does, if they're letting him write the script, they're probably already getting themselves prepared. Anybody that follows Mr. Internet Man and then hears that he's working with the likes of a Trouble TRO or Nextat or Joven16 or whoever, anybody that follows him or follows them as well and hears that he's working with them knows that, oh yeah, we're going to get melty gooeyness maybe or fusion at most. They know it's going to happen because that is his directive. That is his number, I wouldn't say number one, but he, that is one of his go-to uh, moments, if you will, in any story. That's one of his go-to moments. Because what he's doing, you know, what he's doing is basically taking on the idea that we've seen in any kind of media when someone temporarily has shape-shifting powers or ends up getting shape-shifting powers, especially of the female persuasion, and I say that with all due respect, no offense, he's basically going in the direction of, hmm, you know, what, you know, he's basically going in the direction of, hmm, I see these female characters when they get these powers temporarily or permanent, they like to have fun with it. You know, they like to change into different things. They like to melt down into gooey puddleness and all that. Hmm, I wonder, maybe I should apply that and make more and put more emphasis on it. And that's what he's done. That's what he's done with his Demonica Veronica character, uh, his other character, Exotica. That's what he's done when he's worked with, you know, the likes of Minor Dash Alterations or Ant Dash Zorson, Ant, Ant Dash Zorson. AZ, uh, AZ, as I call him. You know, that's what he's done. He's gone in that direction. He's gone in that direction because he, what he's doing is he's exploring how much fun somebody could have with these powers. How much fun, you know, they could, you know, you know, have with, you know, how, well, yeah, that's what I said. How much fun they could have with these powers, but almost like how far they can go. You know, how far they can take it. You know, like what would be the, you know, limit, if you will, if they have a limit and stuff like that. You know, what would be the end result if one that had a similar power or has this kind of power met someone with the same kind of power and they got intimate? What would happen? Would we see a fusion and all that and stuff, and, 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 and stuff like that? You know, he's play, he plays around with the idea of what could be, the what-ifs and all that, which is why... In my opinion, he always sometimes, and mostly in his collapse, it looks like, goes towards the goes towards the melty, gooey liquidness, you know, of these, you know, of these stories when the characters interact, because he wants to see exactly what will be the end result. That that's what he wants. He wants to see what the end result uh, will be, and you could tell he's inspired a lot of people. You know, Trouble TRO, Joven16, Nextat, 
you know, and many others, he's inspired because you see them at times when they're writing the story themselves or they're behind the story themselves. They will implement the gooiness, the liquidness, if you will, into the story, even if it's at the end. I mean, Joven 16, when they did Amanda and Nicole and everything, when they did that, you know, they basically, you know, long story short, they basically went that route with the characters and it caused them to fuse into one person and join their thoughts together, which I've talked about and shown you a preview of. Um, so you could tell he's had inspiration there on Joven 16. You could tell he's had inspiration on jo- Trouble TRO because Trouble TRO on their own when they're, when they're writing the Pink Benefit series has had both Emily and Betty turn gooey and slimy and tentacle you know, wise and all that, you know, because of the fact that they want to see how far the powers can go and what the powers are capable of and what they must still learn about the powers. Like with Emily, you know, she just, when she, you know, decides to go all gooey and everything on this one girl as this male alter ego of hers, the thing that she says is, hey, I don't know what happened, but it's like, you know, I just had to be inside of, you know, this girl to be, to become part of her. And everything. In other words, she's saying, "Hey, I had, I just had, something just told me to go in this girl and for a time become one, become part of her, become a, you know, you know, live within her kind of deal and everything. You know, you know, you, you, you know, you wouldn't ex- probably expect that in that story to happen if it wasn't, in my opinion, for Mister Internet Man setting the sto- setting the tone for those kind of things to happen for writers to say, "Hey." What you know? Why not go this route if somebody has these pow- these powers and abilities? Why not do that? So, to me, getting back on track, because I know this has been going on for a little too longer than it should have. To get back on track, you know, when it comes to Mr. Internet Man, you know that if you're working with him and he's writing the script for you, that you're going to expect a lot of his familiar tropes. And one of them being the melty, gooey sliminess. You know that. Which is why when I saw the description of Science Experiment, when it first started, and I saw that he was helping to write it, I said, we're going to see this happen eventually. And lo and behold, that's what we're seeing right now. But let me know what your thoughts are, guys. You will get an audio podcast version of this at BW Rosas Discussions, all your favorite audio podcast platforms, except for Pandora. But more specifically, you can listen on Spotify, which would be a big, big help. Also, support me at Venmo at Brian Walmer 2 and Cash App at BW Rosas 98. Also, support me at Patreon.com at BW Rosas with a $1 or $3 tier. Also, click on the upper left hand corner of the end screen here if you're watching on YouTube to check out my Teespring store for merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Also, ladies and gentlemen, check me out at divanart.com, that's BVW1979, and support me at Vimo at BW Rosses for content you can't get anywhere else due to, well, certain reasons, if you catch my drift. But, guys, let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know what your thoughts are overall. Do you follow Mr. Internet Man? Do you follow Trouble TRO um, as well, who, who, is a, who goes by the name P-O-V-A-R-R, I believe, here on YouTube? Do you go follow them? You know, let me know what your thoughts are and everything. Let me know what you, how do you feel about this. Do you think this is something that he should cut back on in the future? Or, do you, or would you, if you were in Mr. Internet Man's place, you know, rely on your 
basically your bread and water, your saving grace that you know people will always enjoy no matter how it's interpreted or utilized. Let me know. Comment below, live chat during the premiere, and the next time I'll talk to you later.